Welcome back. Joining me for a look at the equity scene is Craig Pfeiffer from Saspenwell. Thank you for your time, Craig. Hi. Let's actually start. I see, you know, these markets have turned around from what we saw yesterday. So the JSC was in the red, today's in the green. And then yesterday we saw the global markets, US and Euro, um, in the green and now in the red. Let's start with the US. Of course, the big news there is the midterm elections. And the markets were quite upbeat yesterday as it looked like the Republicans would be on the front foot. But looking at the sour mood that we are seeing today. Is it a case of people seeing that and investors seeing that the race might be tighter than expected? Well, it does look to be tighter than expected. Uh, that Pennsylvania uh, Senate seat going to the Democrats. Yeah. Um, so that was one of the four that's uh, been pretty tight. The other three still undecided. I think um, uh, Arizona, Georgia, Nevada, still waiting for those. Yeah. So it still looks pretty close, but uh, no great red wave uh, uh, that the markets were, yeah. were expecting or were, you know, yeah. um, watches of, of, of the elections. Yeah. So you know, I don't know, the markets perversely like uh, to see a sort of hung um, Congress there. Yes. And uh, going back in history, uh, it seems that when, when that situation prevails, the markets do better. Okay. Um, for whatever reason, if you think the, you know, spending can be blocked or, uh, um, you know, whatever that's going to do to the the political system of decision making. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the market yesterday was positive. Now, now it's not turning out exactly as it thought. Mm. And we're just swinging back a little bit the other day. But so, the markets are full of volatility. Exactly. And I mean, we can see that with the JSC now making a turnaround. And actually, earlier on, uh, there was an expectation that the JSC would be quite gloomy because of the worsening COVID situation that's happening in China. But you look at that turnaround and I'm wondering, is this maybe bargain hunting behavior? Potentially, but I think if you look, as you said, uh, you know, a lot of the performance today came from the resources mm -hmm. side of the market. And a lot of that came from the gold side of the okay. market uh, as well. And there's the gold field story. Well, gold was up, you know, is up quite substantially over the last couple of mm. days. Um, and uh, and then there's a goldfield story on its own. Yeah, and I think that's you know that's also driven driven yeah. things a little. All right, we'll come back to goldfields in just a bit, but I want to look at that inflation data that came out of China today. Uh, so you had producer prices falling uh, 1.3%, I think the biggest fall since December 2020. Mm. And then you also had uh, consumer prices um, rising, but less than expected at 2.1% versus an expectation of 2.4%. I mean, in other countries, this kind of low inflation would be celebrated, but in China, is it kind of a worrying thing because of, of, of persistently low demand? That's it exactly. Yeah. I think we've got different, different types of inflation around the world. In the US, there is a lot of consumer-driven demand that's pushing up prices. We don't have that so much at home. At home, it's more about those extraneous variables, the food and the fuel prices. Um, and in China, you've got the situation where that economy is slowing down. We've got those lockdowns on the back of COVID. So uh, the consumer-driven demand is, uh, is not there. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, they're also you know, more self-sufficient to, to some degree. Yeah. So uh, you know, not, not seeing as much uh, of that input pressure into, uh, you know, into factories. Yeah. All right. Let's talk to, about uh, gold fields. There's so much drama that's happening there. That share price has been on a high since the 4th of November when uh, a Pan-American and uh, Agnico um, Eagle basically swooped in like an eagle, <laughs> <laughs> on 
on your mind. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then you had all these developments with Goldfield saying that they wouldn't match that bid. And then Yamana now saying, you know what, actually, we're going to go with the more financially, um, the deal that makes more financial sense, a financially higher deal. Um, Yeah, investors really um, appreciating this. So does it look like this deal basically has pleased the majority of the parties there? Well, you know, Goldfields have ambitions to grow as everybody Mm. does. And in the resources space, it's all about life of mine and having the resources, um, uh, the geographical distribution. All of those things is, you know, are the the aims of of management of of these kinds of companies. So it makes sense for them to go out and look for assets. And this was one that that identified that made a lot of sense uh, for Goldfields. But, you know, when you when you get that eagle swooping in under your nose, um, and uh, you know they had the foresight to put a clause into the deal that mm. if the deal gets broken for some reason and, and Yamana walks away, yeah. uh, kind of then uh, they need to pay them $300 million, which yeah. is a tidy almost 6 billion rand. Exactly. So uh, you know if you can't uh, earn money from digging stuff out of the ground, we'll yeah. take those kinds of funds as well. So positive for shareholders in that respect, but mm. not a long-term win, really. Ah, okay. But yeah, I mean, uh, that sweetener also um, helps uh, in pleasing shareholders. So let's talk about uh, Northern Platinum. Unlike Goldfields, they decided that they're not going to give up the fight. They're going to go back into the ring uh, with a better offer compared to Imbala Platinum. I mean, was this expected? I don't know. There were some rumblings, but uh, I, who needs TV when you've got all these <laughs> <Yes>. kinds of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> stories going on. You can't, uh, you can't make this stuff yeah. up, really. Um, yeah, Northern not, uh, not lying down. They want the assets for the same reason that uh, Implats wants the assets. It makes a lot of sense, again, to have those extra resources. Mm. But to have such a quality of resources close to the surface, a lot of the stuff adjoining their minds, um, it just yeah. makes sense to, to hook up. Yeah. But now you've got, again, two parties fighting for the exactly. same for the same asset. Um, and now this is, uh, I guess this will be the final play of it. Um, yeah. Um, because Implats owns 40% already, 40-ish percent. Yeah. Um, Northern around 37% or mm-hmm. so. Um, and now they're trying to get control. Ah. So we'll, we'll see where it, where it ends up. But uh, yeah, very interesting times. Very interesting because also you see those share price movements. The Northern Platinum was down about 6%, more than 6%, I think almost 7% today. And then you had RB Plat up, I think, 10%. So quite interesting how investors are seeing the different counters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, for RB Platts, again, the, that price just rising closer mm-hmm. to the offer price. Yeah, um, yeah. And then for, for Northern, maybe the market is bulking a bit at the expense that they'll have to go to. Yeah. Again, it's a bit short-termism. Yeah. You're getting these assets. The longer-term picture is, is quite positive. So that's what we should really be looking at, the bigger right. picture, and see how it plays out. All right. Something else that's positive, your stock pick for today? Um, luxury. Uh, the biggest uh, luxury company in the world, LVMH. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you were well adorned uh-huh. with all of their products. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Tag Hoyer to Tiffany, Givenchy. Um, you know, we have an established, it is, it is a mature luxury market in the world, but you have this demographic and, and this part of society that's still moving up, that's, you know, becoming new to luxury. So it's still a growth, uh, you know, a growth industry, a growth company uh, with, you know, good dependable cash cash Ah, flows already. I think it's a goodie to have in the portfolio. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time and for your insights today, Craig. That was Craig Pfeiffer from Sassman Wealth.